0: Welcome to a new episode of the solo female trolley podcast. And today I don't have a I'm not interviewing a woman. His name is Sterling. He makes fun of the way I pronounce it. But, anyways, but he's a traveler and he's doing really cool stuff right now. So I was like, you know what? I really want to interview this guy. Um, and also he interviewed me, so he has to, you know, he has to pay back somehow. Um, so Thank you so much for being here, and can you please share with us like all the cool things you're doing right now, like, for example, your podcast and all the other stuff you just told me?
1: Everything. Okay, we could try. <laughs> um, yeah, my name's Sterling. I, at the moment, during the quarantine, I'm actually getting back into programming, because I'm an electrical engineer, so I'm getting back into programming, doing some fun things, like creating some Instagram stuff, uh, as well as a new website that we're launching called Robinhood.LA to help everybody get their money back during these times of crisis. And we are not charging anyone anything to help you. We just, you know, would like donations and stuff. That's it. But we've helped people claim thousands of dollars already, including myself claim 500. So doing that uh, and I'm doing a podcast called it's on sterling's world which is my channel and it's called world corona chronicles and it's going to be like a time capsule during this time of the coronavirus to to look back on and see what has happened in other countries from around the world we've done spain france uh, italy uh, when it was in really bad a bad situation now we've done venezuela and we're getting into some countries in south america and yeah that's pretty much what i'm doing during quarantine i built a planter box for some some plants that i'm going to be growing soon
0: <laughs> yeah you, you sent me you sent me a picture this morning that is really cool please send me another one once the plants are on it
1: okay you got
0: um, it but yeah i mean and you i i was watching some of your videos before the interview and like you have like really cool information over there and i that's a great idea like i see that as a great way to have you know, first hand news, like that are not manipulated by the media. So thank you so much for doing that. So since you're a traveler, I always start with these questions and I want to do it to you. So I just want to like, ask you like, why, when you start traveling, what was, why, what was the reason? And Like, how come you did it for so long?
1: Uh, so I was gone. You're right. It was a long time. I was gone for four years and so if anyone knows anything about traveling it's like if you try to plan a trip for one month it gets completely screwed up in the first like week so if you say to me like hey sterling how did you plan a trip for four years i would say i didn't i planned a trip for three months and then four years later i came home so it's it's exactly what happened i planned the first two months through Europe when I finished university. So I went to UC San Diego, graduated electrical engineer. That was in 2015. Yeah, beginning of 2015. And then I jumped on a plane with my friend Mike and skipped graduation, everything, <laughs> and went straight to Switzerland and met up with another old roommate of mine who's, who lives in Switzerland. And then from there we hitchhiked down to the south of france hitchhiked to spain and my friend mike was with me for a month and then after that he left and i felt completely free and i know you Lou, like if you're a solo female traveler like your podcast uh, uh sounds like you are this is like uh, you understand the real freedom of being free i guess is, it's kind of punny to say that but when you are alone traveling it's like super super liberating very free you do what you want when you want to do it if somebody gets you upset you just don't even talk to them ever again and you're not traveling with someone so you don't feel this burden of like i don't want to be around this person Um, I just want my own time. And then you kind of get in this weird headspace when that happens. Right? So it's nice to be that, be able to have this freedom of saying, okay, I'm going to go to the beach tomorrow. I'm going to do this tomorrow. Someone comes up to you, says, I want to do that. I want to go to the mountains. You're like, cool. That sounds cool. Can I come? They're like, yeah, sure. And then you spend like a quick two days with them and you get to know them as if they're a really good friend of yours. So, um, when I left, it was just that it was just, I'm done with university. I'm going to take a little gap year and or a little gap three months whatever i planned like seven months if you can imagine i left with like nine thousand dollars and i traveled for four years um yeah that was pretty incredible but i ended up working in australia and all this other stuff but it was super liberating super free and i know you lou you said meditation all these other things earlier to me and it's kind of what you end up doing when you travel even if you don't intentionally meditate you learn a little you learn a lot about yourself uh, as far as communication goes, and who you are. So I didn't plan it, but yeah, four years, and I didn't touch American soil. So <laughs> that's
0: amazing. And then yeah, I don't know. There's like this beautiful thing. It's like no one has an idea of who you were or who you are. So it's like you're just yourself, and you can be someone different every time you meet someone new. And I feel that also, like you, you change with environment as well. Like I. When I was, for example, in Indonesia, I wasn't the same person as I was in Germany, you know, so there is something like really beautiful about that. And like, when was that turning point that you're like, okay, like three months is over now, let's keep going.
1: I guess my journey, as we say, like in a storytelling mentality is like, uh, you know, you have your character who struggles with something comes through and then he faces like a wall. And then has to make a big decision to either persevere or crumble And in, in every good story that like persevere through this wall. So I guess my collision point, my turning point, my point of recognition about what I really want to do was at the end of the seven months I had flown to Dubai to visit my friend Roy, um, who went to the same high school as me. So I went to visit him and, and I was running low on money. I think I had like $1,200 US left. Wow! Had, or or fifteen hundred dollars US left. It was maybe enough to get me a one way ticket back and then start paying rent here or something. Um, so during that moment, I was sitting with Roy and we were just talking, and and I was like, I remember a story that my friend told me about him going to Australia and making good money, and then continue traveling. So I was like, fuck it, I guess uh, I'm gonna look at that. And then I, I went online and I applied. It was like three hundred dollars for a work visa to Australia and if you are watching and you want to do it you better do it soon because I think in 2021 they might stop it and if you're over the age of 31 you can't do it so make sure to get on that soon and do it I highly recommend going and living there but that was the turning point it was like I made my decision that that moment I bought my visa for $350 and literally like two seconds later I got approved for the visa so um, I flew to Australia and, uh, I only had now $1,200 left from the 1500 and I bought a van for a thousand. I built a bed in it for a hundred and then I had my I had my transportation and my lodging, my accommodation covered. Um, yeah. And I went up to Byron Bay and I found a job working in a bar and then I ran a, I ran a business up there as well
0: wow okay i just i just can't imagine like how difficult would be for someone to be like oh i have 1200 left so there's so much uncertainty like it's not really you can do much with it and then like you did all that like you got a visa you went to australia you got a van and you built a bed (laughs) like (laughs) that's amazing
1: that's all you need i mean you that's that's one of the Um, beautiful things about traveling by yourself and that people don't necessarily know is that there are so many options that you have for extending travel for making your dollar go longer than you can ever imagine. Like you said, it's stressful. Yeah, it is stressful, but this, when you get there, you figure it out. Like that's, that's one of the beautiful things about being human is if you put a human in a bad situation, they're probably gonna make a really good situation out of it. Um, and it's why a lot of people I feel like don't succeed or don't take the first step of traveling is, you know, they say, I- I'm scared. I don't want to, you know, I, I have only $2,000. I'm not going to even be able to buy a ticket there and a ticket back. But it's like once you're there, you figure it out, really. And I mean, I lived illegally in France for a year and nobody said anything to me when I left. So... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I recommend that, but <laughs> Yeah, please.
0: No, don't do illegal things. <laughs> maybe
1: maybe now. that's like an expert, an expert traveling uh, moment. So after like two years, I recommend pushing visa restrictions.
0: Let's just always get the visa to like everyone listening to this,
1: okay? <laughs> uh,
0: you don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Yeah, I guess like it has happened to me as well that I, I, ha- I like, I... I was expecting to travel for a short period of time and then something happened and I, ju- I just stayed longer. And it was just like, just a point where I was like, I just gonna trust life. <laughs> Let's see how it goes from here. Um, and it went really well. So when you were like, okay, traveling for that long, what, what, what was some like aha moment that you have about? I don't know, just anything.
1: What kind of moment? Like an aha moment?
0: Aha moment for
1: oof i think this aha moment was kind of already one of them was what i said like when you when you back someone up into a corner especially like a human being if you back us up into a corner we always make things work Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of i kind of ask people or uh, influence people to push yourself back into the corner to test what you can do Um, for example if you start a business and you have you know x amount of dollars and the, this money goes lower and lower and lower and lower you're eventually going to push through and be successful because if you, it's yeah. either it's either failure or success and you're going to do it and the same thing goes for for traveling if you don't think you have enough money just go do it and then once you're there figure out how to make the money you know go work find a job get paid you know plata negro like money i guess we say uh, under the table yeah like yeah. under under the table money if you need to and just make it work and the experience itself of pushing through this tough time is is worth it already uh, let alone the the time that you actually get to spend in another country but to give yourself that that power that that pat on the back saying you know i came from this I struggled through that and it only makes you stronger. And the cool thing is you can look back on it and say, man, I'm a champion. Look what I did. That's it. You know, I I went from a very bad situation to persevering and I can do it again in any situation.
0: That's what true victory is (laughs) when you struggle, struggle, (laughs) struggle and get it. And that, yeah, that applies, I guess, like, yeah, that applies to everything in life. Everything. yeah i mean because when you acquire something that is like easy you don't really appreciate it and it's not like, the greatest memory mm-hmm. so yeah okay so we're just not listening about traveling but also about life <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: you, you life said an aha moment that was an aha moment
0: no and that was great like that is sex- <laughs> like that was uh, beyond my expectations um so and now like you you start this youtube channel and podcast that is uh you know about what is going on with the coronavirus around the world Mm -hmm. and um why why will why did you just decide to start that
1: uh a couple reasons um one of them being that uh i don't necessarily trust the news and not because it is false news but because mm-hmm. it is biased um, and it yeah. might not be exactly what's going on. Like the very strange thing is that when you watch Fox and then you watch CNN and then you watch like other news stations and they seem to contradict each other, it's very strange because like, it's the same news. It was one event that happened and it just seems like everyone has a different point of view on it, which is not fair for us. It, I would rather them just say this event happened and we're not sure why it happened, but that happened, you know, instead of saying this event happened. And here's why I think it happened because a news source isn't supposed to give you a point of view, a news yeah. source is supposed to give you the news and that's it. Um, so I did it because I want people to be informed about what's going on around the world from the people that, uh, know what's really going on and that, that are going to tell you an unbiased point of view. And the only people that can do that are the locals that live within the country so that's the main reason and then obviously i want to reconnect with my friends and it's so hard to stay in touch with everybody um you know four years i traveled around the world so i have friends everywhere from argentina to germany to sweden to australia vietnam i have friends in vietnam but they won't come on the podcast because their english is not so good but um he's a doctor and and so like I wanted to reconnect with them and it's fun to have uh, a good topic to kind of bullshit about and talk about you know so it was one of those things it was one of those things like hey I get to reconnect and you don't I mean on my podcast you don't get to see it but for the first like 40 minutes we're just talking about yeah everything uh before we start the podcast that's why at the end we're like uh, we're like super tired (laughs) because we've been on the phone for like three hours but Um, Yeah, those are the main two reasons. Uh, Make sure all the people in America and around the world are informed about what's really going on and also just to reconnect and uh, talk to some friends.
0: And what's your point of view now after all those interviews?
1: My point of view about what?
0: About the coronavirus.
1: Oh, uh, wow. Well, first of all, we're all going through the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And my biggest takeaway has to do with uh, I had this conversation with my mom the other day it, ha- it has to do with our trust in in our government and and, and our trust in our people so it 's very it 's very hard as a nation it 's weird right this is the, this is the the paradox with Americans is we are so patriotic about America and we love America so much right This is like something that is just everyone will say it everyone around the world knows americans they 're patriotic, yeah but we don't care enough like we we're so patriotic but we don't trust our government it's like this weird like Mm. paradox right like i love i love america and yeah america we're the best Uh, like we you know just some (laughs) it's not necessarily true but we think we are the best And and that's cool to think you are the best but then to also on the other side not believe in your government and and you know not trust them it's kind of weird because yeah because of that like i love my country i love it so much they're they're the best but yet i don't like them and and i'm not going to listen to them in a time of a crisis and i would i would i would rather them say i mean in, in other countries for germany for example maybe they don't necessarily trust their government but they listen to them they put the masks on they keep the social distance they do the right things by the people because they don't want to necessarily hurt the people and the same for like you said in venezuela they might not necessarily trust the government for good reason, but they still will listen to them because they know that this kind of a virus is dangerous, not just for the government, but and not just for the country, but for the people and their their friends and their family and the people they care about. Whereas America's kind of the opposite. It's like we're really patriotic, but we don't trust our government. And because we don't trust them, we're gonna, you know, have riots in the streets. Uh, protesting the coronavirus and potentially get hundreds of people more sick. It's like a very, it's a weird paradox. So that's what I've learned the most is like, we really need to be together and we should always be together. It seems like America has always been a bit divided more than most countries at least. So I think that's the biggest takeaway I have as far as the virus goes. Obviously we know the virus is killing people is dangerous and, and all these other things. Um, And we're looking for vaccines and we're looking for a cure and, herd immunity is kind of out of the question. And so like there are all these real facts, but the biggest takeaway as far as country to country, America uh, would be, yeah, that kind of weird paradox.
0: That's a great takeaway. And thank you for sharing uh, your perspective from an American point of view. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Then like, I always like to finish my interviews with this question. It's okay. Like you can take some time. What are the five biggest lessons you have learned while traveling? And this relates to like anything.
1: Five biggest lessons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh man, five of them.
0: I, I know. I was gonna catch uh, you. All right.
1: Time. Well, don't don't wait for anybody. First of all. Okay. Uh, do what you want when you want to do it. That's it. Okay. Uh, very simple. That one. Um, don't hold on to anything too long. So don't have any, not just personal possessions, but for example, if you're not leaving because you, uh, you know, your friends and your family are here and you don't want to leave your friends and family, like leave, uh, they're going to be here when you get back and they're going to be understanding about what you did. Don't let that be an excuse to go. Um, let's see. Oh man. Number three. So don't wait for anyone, don't hold anything too long. Um, And then another good thing that I've learned an amazing thing is uh, it was in Anthony Kiedis' book, Scar Tissue. Uh, He's the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He has a chapter and a song called Give It Away. And this is is very important uh, to give things away. And I'll give you a quick example. I had a Super Mario backpack that I loved and I got it at a thrift store in Australia. And when I was traveling through uh, Indonesia, I was in Gili Island, Gili Tea. We were really, I was really not, uh, I was in a good space, but not feeling good in the morning. I was kind of drunk. But we were out partying and I had just finished this chapter on Give It Away. And um, I had my backpack and there was a couple of Brazilian people there with me. And I was planning on putting a hammock in the trees and sleeping there. And they're like, why don't you come in the hostel, sleep on the floor. It's fine. I'm like, okay. So I slept on the floor in the room and I woke up and then my friend Alex, he was actually on this, on my podcast, but he's like, man, I love that backpack. And I was like, do you really? He goes, yeah, I absolutely love it. Like I would wear it every day. And so I took all my stuff out of it and I gave it to him in my bag. And the point is, is you give the things you care about away because I loved this backpack and I still love it. And I asked him about it the other day. How is it? But I I love the backpack. But imagine if I lost it, it'll bring Mm. me pain, right? Imagine if it breaks, it'll be painful if it it gets stolen, painful. But if I give it to someone, then I feel joy still from giving it to them. And then this backpack then brings them happiness. So when you have something that means a lot to you, if you try to hold on to it, all it can do eventually is hurt you so you should give it away this, that's where this give it away comes from give it away to someone who uh, it, it can bring joy to them because you know it can't bring you much more joy but it can bring more joy if you give it to someone else so that was an important lesson that was an important lesson that I learned while traveling that's number 3 oh man two more ah.
0: you can do it i believe in you
1: um uh yeah, stop making excuses as far as um, fear. Like, don't let fear override your, your reasons for doing something. Um, I, I, I implore you to to take this to the next level, traveling to the next level. Uh, Lou, maybe you can try this next time, is go hitchhike somewhere.
0: Oh, I have hitchhiked. I hitchhiked in oh. Argentina.
1: So. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's so fun hitchhiking Argentina.
0: I know. <laughs> Super perfect. easy.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so hitchhike and get out of your comfort zone. I know you, Lou, you're making this to get out of your comfort zone. I love it. I think that's a beautiful message in itself. But um, don't let your fear stop you from doing something. So go hitchhike. Go, go do it. Don't say, oh, it's dangerous. And it, it's not, it's not dangerous. Uh, to just I mean, everything's dangerous. Getting out a car in itself is dangerous, but don't let that stop you from doing something truly amazing. Definitely. And the last thing is everybody not everybody but most of people are really amazing amazing good people i would say like 95 to 97% of people are just absolutely incredible and it's the 3% that really fuck it up sometimes for other people but with that said this is why i say don't be scared to do it yeah. like uh trust that 95% of people are good and the person picking you up is good i mean that means you can hitchhike a hundred times and five of them are bad. So what? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, even if they're bad, they're, they're only going to be bad enough to where you're like, hey, let me out of the car. You know? Yeah. It's, it's not like you're going to be faced with these super incredibly dangerous situations. I mean, I stayed in a favela in, in, in uh, Rio de Janeiro. I stayed there and uh, I was passing kids with guns every day but they didn't do any, they didn't do anything, but I can, even if they have a gun, I can trust this kid's probably good. You know, deep down he's a good kid put in a bad situation. So what? But 95% of people are good and trust more than you distrust. Always give someone the benefit of the doubt. Trust them to do the right thing. If, if they say, Hey, can I borrow $10? I'll give you $10 later. You say, sure, give them $10, you know, um, and just trust them that they're going to give it back to you because at the end of the day, you you get what you give, and if you give love and you give trust and that kind of thing, and believe that ninety five percent of people are good, then ninety five percent of people will be good. But yeah. if you if you start doubting and say, oh fifty percent are good, fifty percent are bad, then you're gonna give off this energy of bad, you know, bad vibes, and then maybe you, bad things will happen to you because you're giving that you're giving off what you're gonna get. So
0: just keep yeah, that I in actually, mind. Definitely no. I, actually, I was reading about that this week, like your reality is based on your thoughts. And then if you think that people are bad, well, you will encounter bad people. And also I was talking to my roommate this this morning, just about that, because I don't know, like you have been in South America, but like we Latinos, we kind of like have these uh, opinions about other nationalities. (laughs) It's like, for example, Venezuelans and Colombians, like which one is better or like, you know, who cares about Brazilians or their own continent or like Peruvians are like this or that. And I was just telling my roommate, like, I have met people from all those nationalities. And in my opinion, like, they have been the best people. And I always give, when I meet someone, I always give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, you, to me, you're a great person until you show me that it's not true. So, so definitely that's something very important. And especially, yeah, when you're hitchhiking, just. Focus on that, you know, it's going to be a great time. You're going to meet an amazing people or like, yeah, just traveling. And yeah. Thank you so much. The words, you see, those were great lessons.
1: <laughs> hey, to to add to what you said about South America, it's quite funny. And it's not just South America that I noticed this in, but in okay. ev- almost every country. It was, uh, for example, if I'm hitchhiking, right, I'm hitchhiking from German, Germany to let's say austria and then from austria to budapest in hungary so like i'd be hitchhiking from germany to austria and they'd be like hey be careful in austria like austria is kind of you know, a little bit different than Germany. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So whatever. I keep hitchhiking. And then they, I come to the, the Hungarian border and they're like, hey, be careful in Hungary. You know, it's, like a, it's a bit dangerous. And it's like, what the heck? I didn't understand it. But then I got to like South America and I, I'm in Uruguay. And then like, they're like, hey, be careful in Brazil. It's a bit dangerous hitchhiking. I'm like, okay. Like, I hear this everywhere. And then I go from like Colombia to Ecuador and then down to Peru. And it's like, be careful of Ecuador. And then Ecuadorians, are like, hey, be careful of Peru. It's like what is going on and I, I think that it's like when you share a border with a country you hear the bad news from that country and when you when that happens enough you build this like reputation of them you know like uh, you start to not trust the person the neighbor and it's like it's same same and i notice in america it's like oh mexico is the most dangerous place in the world it's like yeah come on like and then if you go to mexico they're like hey be careful in guatemala you're like man what is happening like everywhere (laughs) everywhere starts to distrust their neighbors and yeah so that's that's one thing as well Is like you don't necessarily need to listen to somebody in that country just have the overall assumption that everybody is good uh, and you'll be fine
0: awesome well thank (laughs) you so much for the for the interview and i'm pretty sure we're gonna do this again like you shared so many amazing things and yeah so is is there anything else that you would like to add
1: um travel related no i'm not sure i think we, co- we covered we covered a lot and yeah i would Im- implore people to to look outside um outside of their local news sources and stuff like that for real information. And to ask people, maybe, you know, some friends that are from Mexico, since we're in the States, it's probably more likely you might know a friend from Mexico, but ask them what's going on. Don't just assume uh, certain things based on ethnicities. I think that's not the right way to go. Um, But just ask, it's always better to ask and get real answers than to assume. And yeah, go from there. So, yeah ask talk talking
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well thank you so much
1: my pleasure